0: Known for Triangle of Sadness. Okay, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Triangle <laughs> of Sadness. That's what I call my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you are listening to great Culture, the podcast where we talk about wine, pop culture, and feminism. I'm Kim. I'm Sam, and we hope you enjoy the show. after a short break to talk about Dancing Queens, which is a 2021 film all about drag queens and a young woman from Sweden finding herself in the drag community. But before we talk about that, Kim, why? What is it?
1: I thought you would just say, why? Like, why? Why, Kids, why are why? we here? Why? Wine, yes. I have bought us a Pinot Noir Rosé. And the reason oh. I chose this one is because we fancied drinking pink. And we thought that it would go well with... Drag queens. Drag queens before we watched the film. There's really not a lot to say about this. It's a Pinot Noir Rosé. And it says, dry rosé wine. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> From 2022. <laughs> cool. So... Great. They really... It really went out on a limb there and I have nothing else to tell you Yes, this is a Pinot Noir Rosé off of Lidl High Hopes (laughs) The reason I chose it was because it was inexpensive and pale Which is
0: my new description on dating apps
1: Right, cheers Cheers.
0: Oh, that really just goes right to the back of uh... your throat, doesn't it? It's a bit perfumey. I feel like I'm drinking Chanel number no. five. Really? You're getting Chanel number no. five? That's classy. <laughs> if
1: by perfume perfumey you mean that the taste <clears throat> hasn't blended with the alcohol, then
0: yes. To me it feels like when you put on any perfume and you accidentally get a mouthful of it when you're putting it on. Well, in which case it's gonna pair perfectly well with the film, probably. Probably maybe. So The film, again, is Dancing Queens. Kim, do you want to tell our listeners a bit about it? Yeah, so
1: Dancing Queens is a Swedish film that came out in 2021 about a girl who aspires to be a professional dancer, but the only job that she can get is working in a drag nightclub Mm -hmm. as a cleaner, but turns out that they also need new queens to dance, and so she masquerades as a drag queen performer, a male drag queen performer yeah. to get the job and saves the day with her disco skills <laughs> and then she has a maybe relationship with the Sorry. with the choreographer and then mayhem ensue, like hijinks ensue I guess
0: <gasps> hijinks I think is too high hijinks is too jolly, she gets, stuff happens she gets found out to be a uh, biological woman by which i mean a cis woman and then she panics and runs away and goes back to her tiny swedish island and then they all come to find her and go you saved the show and that's it yeah
1: spoiler alert listeners we were kind of underwhelmed by this film and so the reason that we actually decided to talk about it we were we were looking at we really wanted to do a film because it sort of felt like we'd had a lot of book heavy episodes and we really wanted to do something that was going to be like a bit light and a bit joyful, but also something that touched on something that we haven't talked about that much. We haven't talked about drag that much. Some of you might know that Sam's really quite into watching drag and I appreciate it from afar, but I'm not particularly into it. So we thought it would be a really interesting way to talk about it by choosing a relatively recent film and indeed a recent film that is not set in the UK or America, which I think also is is a difference. Yeah, And it was... It had a review that it was like a comedy and <laughs> yeah. heartwarming and found, found family and it's right there in the title, Dancing Queens. It kind of promises a little bit of camp and...
0: So a zero ABBA in it, which was... Yeah, be... in Sweden. In... in a Swedish film as
1: well. I think that must have been a deliberate choice. Oh, but then it's... why call it... Why Dance call it Dancing Queens? Yeah. And yeah, and it kind of just didn't... Well, I don't know, Sam. I feel like it didn't really, really deliver on a lot of that. I felt like it was a film that had a plot that I think if you were expecting a slightly morose drama with some quirky characters might pass muster. But the drag element of it was very small compared to being in the title and the description. Yeah, And... I found out about this film through recommendations for Pride Month. And so I thought that it would be, you know, also a sensitive portrayal of gender and sexuality. I I thought it would be gayer. Indeed, I also (laughs) thought that it would be... Well, I thought that it would be Camper. But I feel like it let some sides down because it focused a lot on the drama and there wasn't a lot of comedy. And it focused a lot on a person one person and her sort of very internal and introspective life and not so much on this idea of community and found family and and personality and identity and wrestling with your identity and stuff all of which i think would have made it a better queer drama or a more engaging queer comedy
0: Mm. it
1: for me it felt a bit flat how about you
0: yeah when I say I thought it was going to be gayer and I wished it had been gayer, which I mean by that, I wish it had centred the queer characters more than the cis straight white woman. And I think we'll talk about this in a bit, but the idea, you know, this film was posited as being a subversive look at gender and that drag, you know, gender is performative and, and all drag is valid, which is absolutely right. All drag is valid. It was, It was very Swedish from what I understand of Swedish television shows and films and and uh, comedies actually because Swedish humour from the things that I've seen so I've seen Doug I've seen Norseman is kind of it's a mixture of cast from Norway and Sweden and, and other Scandinavian countries but it's very very dry mm. and this was very very dry and where there was humour there was no kind of slapstick it was all quite nuanced I suppose but the first half an hour of the film is about how this woman has lost her mother which is mm-hmm. you know very sad of course but also, you're like, okay, where's the, where's the, where's the plot? Yeah, this is just sad woman on a small island who delivers vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> and then I didn't think there was much in the way of relationship development between the characters. It was not what I was expecting. It's not what I wanted from the film. Which no. is not to say it's a story that shouldn't be told, because as we've seen when we've talked about other queer stories, any queer story is valid it's just that this one didn't feel like it put the queer at the heart of the story which Mm -hmm. was and it felt a bit kind of dated i think because it almost treated gay characters like comic relief and i was like but
1: are we past that
0: yeah i completely agree with you about the
1: forming of the relationships with the characters as well like it definitely feels like it's intended to be a found family Mm. and then at the end of the film the other queens from the club rush to this island to save her and they're like i can't believe she didn't feel like she could tell us and and they all rally behind each other and it's like you're the star of the show and and you're so great and you deserve this and i was like they've had like one conversation it just it was really baffling and i thought there was a lot of potential in this film for bonding moments that would have centered the different experiences that each queen had to get to where they were because Mm. they did have different stories. You know, there is a line in there where they're talking about some people, some people in their, in their non-drag attire present as feminine. Some are more masculine in terms of like being gay men and, oh, they've all, you know, they've all gone through a lot. And then it's just kind of like, well, they've all gone through a lot. So the end and the, the club owner of the dancing Queens club, lost his partner who was also a queen and that is a big deal because he gives Dylan, who is the main character a the dressing room of his, his deceased partner and I thought, you know, okay they're going to bond over losing a loved one mm. who loved to dance and like maybe keeping on that for them but also loving it in your own right and there was none of that. They didn't even know that about each other.
0: No, no like there was
1: no i've come to the big city and i'm lying to my parents shared narrative there was no what it's like to be a black queen in sweden victor the choreographer appears to be potentially bisexual or pansexual and that's not really explored except in his potential attraction to dylan who is for all intents and purposes just like for some reason it's that classic like for some reason you're really attractive to everyone (laughs) and everyone likes you because you're the main character
0: yeah main character energy
1: it just felt really low effort and i think the thing about the comedy side of it is that i'm not really that into slapstick comedy and stuff i like a dry wit but i there was very little bit little in this that i found funny and the funniest part was clearly unintentional where Seb, who is Dylan's best friend on the island yes, is drunk and proposing to her that they get together and run her family shop together and he says instead of instead of babies and breast pads and playdates we'll have olives and salad dressings and (laughs) and I was like, I don't think that that's meant to be funny but it's hilarious (laughs) so for me, one of the biggest like letdowns, like I say, was the push of this found family narrative. And it's clearly meant to be supposedly the heart of this film because that's mm. how she comes back at the end. And they're all there and they're all cheering for her when she does her big dance audition. But it just felt like it came out of nowhere. And you and I even said off, off mic, we felt like we'd missed a scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was... As though there'd been a lot more that suddenly someone had to cut to be like, we need to keep this under two hours, guys. Mm -hmm. And then they cut any kind of emotional nuance or build between Dylan and the rest of the characters except Victor. And even then, from what I understand of the way their quote-unquote relationship developed, they danced together, they went for an Italian meal, and then they did more dancing, and that was it.
1: And Victor's older gentleman lover of six years was like, I'm jealous of you for reasons.
0: Yeah, did you did you fuck this clearly female man? Like, is it? In, and then I'm offended you know, that
1: you would was, leave me for a woman.
0: Yeah, and then she's like, "You're switching sides." Switching sides. It was, like, <laughs> it was w- weirdly rushed.
1: Hmm. Weirdly rushed that for the first hour of the film, that is nearly two hours long. Yeah, she barely leaves the fucking island.
0: Yeah, she's moping about the island with her grandma, and she's completely r- legit to mope. But like, that's a different film. And also the dad, whose one defining characteristic is he likes Bob Dylan. Do you know he likes Bob Dylan? Because he named his daughter Dylan. Yeah. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan.
1: Yeah. And don't even get me started on the, like, convenient everyone finds love ending.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but like, Mika, who yeah. is Victor's erstwhile gentleman lover of six years. And Tommy. Tommy, who is the main, who's the drag club owner, who's the older guy who lost their partner. They, at the end, the, the conversation is genuinely, should we just give it a go? And he's
1: yeah? The conversation goes... <laughs> I think maybe that I need someone. Cool. What are you saying? I think you know what I'm saying. And then they laugh with joy and you're like, that's, that's that's not not romantic or even sexy. That's just, we're old and past it now. So let's, let's go into the heart of, I think (laughs) one of the things that I think is most controversial about this film. Yes. Which is it's centering a cis woman in the plot yeah. She's the main character and she's taking up space in a drag space and supposedly that this film is, is praised for subverting gender roles and criticised for having a cis woman in a drag space. Mm. The review that I read was like, well, gender is a performance, so that's the point, nudge nudge wink wink. How do we feel like the film delivered on subverting gender norms or does it miss the point and wrongfully misstep in placing a cis woman in a drag space. Your thoughts, drag expert, Sam? Oh, I wouldn't
0: say expert. Just someone who... For the purposes of this that. podcast, okay. it's you, me, and or the Winnie. two of us. Winnie, famous drag queen. Um, so... There are two arguments for this, I think. One is that there is a lot of conversation around the place of AFAB or cis women within the drag space. There are certain different terms like bioqueen. There are others that my mind is completely just blanked. But there is a lot of animosity within certain areas of the drag community towards women performing drag, whether they are queer women, straight women. There's still this kind of Drag is for boys, leave it alone. And that's also, that does also translate to trans women as well. So, w- however you identify, whatever kind of woman you are, there can be people within the drag community that are, that think you shouldn't be there. So, the idea that Dylan has to pretend to be a man, to pretend to be a woman within the show is interesting because it kind of touches on that lack of acceptance within the drag community. But then it's never really explored. And all that is based on is that Victor goes, oh, it's a shame that you're a woman. If you weren't, you'd be in the show instantly. And there's no kind of... She does no research into this. She doesn't do her homework in the world of drag. She's just like, oh, this is a space for me to dance disco in. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm going to pretend to be a man and just draw on some stubble. So it doesn't... Take that conversation where it needs to go, I think, because it doesn't address any of the problems within the queer community around the expression of drag. Mm -hmm. And the whole point is all drag is valid, Mm -hmm. regardless of what your biological sex is, regardless of your sexual orientation. But then on the other side, you know, it's, it's a queer space. Should cis straight people be welcomed into a queer space. Probably, I don't know. That's that's a conversation another time. Mm. But the point is, it doesn't take that conversation anywhere. All it does Mm. is go, ah, well, they won't like you because you're a woman. Well, I'll be a man then. And then it's revealed Mm. that she's a woman and then they all just go, oh, shit. I
1: wish she'd told us.
0: Why didn't she tell us?
1: Except for one guy who's just pissy because his boyfriend fancies her. Yeah. Maybe. Which is is in no way upheld in anything in the film.
0: Yeah. And there's no that's the thing though. there's no centering of this story within the wider drag community there's no acknowledgement of the history of drag there's no acknowledgement of the problems of drag and that i found really problematic because Mm. it was basically like you know what's fun drag queens let's make a movie and put some drag queens in it
1: that's what it felt like it saved the last dance but with drag queens instead of hip-hop
0: yeah yeah and
1: I think your point there about like it doesn't go it it doesn't take the conversation where it needs to go and then us saying well this is a conversation a bigger conversation i think is the point it's really hard for us as two white women to uh, sorry i i don't because obviously you identify as bisexual so i don't want to Big old quote i don't want to like misterm anything <laughs> but for for all intents and purposes we are female presenting women who are biologically female
0: and who are not intrinsically involved in the queer community Exact that's exactly the wording yeah. though.
1: for us to have that conversation on here feels like we want to have it which is why we you know we're, we're yeah. raising that we, we we think that this film could have had the opportunity to really open up that conversation yeah. but arguably because It purports to do that, but doesn't go far enough. It makes it very difficult for us to continue that narrative. And for me, speaking as an ostensibly straight woman, it's not up to this film to educate me, but it makes the conversation a little bit harder for me to have. I don't want to give my opinion too strongly or go too far into this conversation because I, I don't know enough and I have not done enough of the homework. And so if I were in her bloody situation, I'd have at least Googled local Swedish drag queens. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: if yeah.
1: I, if I were entering that space, I would do my homework. Yeah. I also feel like the question of subverting gender and is gender just a performance and therefore does it really matter? And and how can we make these, how can we make all spaces inclusive? Not just, not just forcing inclusivity on queer spaces
0: Yeah.
1: is a really interesting conversation that I would love to be having. This film doesn't have it, And we're drinking wine on a podcast. It doesn't super feel appropriate to have it right (laughs) this minute.
0: Gender inclusivity debate.
1: Basically, I'm just saying, I'm not going to solve gender inclusivity today.
0: (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) You heard it here first. So I think we would be having a different conversation if this film had put Dylan's love of drag or love of performance, you know... uh not even a gender struggle but some kind of discussion around gender before she gets to the club and as mm-hmm. it is the dra- like, we'll be saying off mike that the drag is incidental mm-hmm. and you can't make a film that's about oh we're subverting gender identity when it out- like it has nothing to do with the character like mm-hmm. her character
1: does not shows subvert. no
0: interest in drag as an art form other mm-hmm. than a way of dancing. Yeah. Shows no interest in gender expression other than as a means to an end. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can call a film subversive when it's not, I don't know what it's meant to have subverted. I've come yeah. away from this. Like I, I, I know nothing else. I
1: this. think that's the thing for Di- for the character Dylan, who we are following in this film to the exclusion of plenty of other frankly more interesting characters mm-hmm. it is almost it it smacks of appropriation yeah.
0: yeah yeah
1: rather than appreciation and i think that that for me from the outside looking in is the really big line and it is what i as a white feminist have to be really wary of and yeah. aware of because it's easy to cross that line well no it should shouldn't be easy to cross that line unfortunately it seems like it's very Mm. easy to cross that line but it shouldn't be you can appreciate other cultures be they sexuality based or race based or religion based or however you want to interpret but to appropriate it to take it use it for your own means with disregard and drop it as soon as it's no longer serving you yeah that is a problem, and I feel like that's what the narrative of this film does, because yeah. at the end of this film, she gets her swanky, snooty, art house dance thing.
0: Which she only got because she met a queer man in a queer space who then happened to have an in with this company. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah. But there is a conversation to be had around disco yes because (laughs) disco is one of those very important movements musical movements and kind of cultural movements within the queer community it's a big part of certain identities the disco space was famously a a real kind of place for expression and inclusivity um in the Mm -hmm. 70s so Mm -hmm. disco has a lot of roots not necessarily roots in queer culture but a lot of feet Mm -hmm. in, in queer culture um and not every queer culture everyone you know not saying every gay person likes disco. That's not what I'm saying. What no, I'm saying but... is that there is an influence for certain people at certain times yeah. um, within disco. And this was supposed to be <laughs> a very disco-focused film. It's called Dancing Queens, which is, you know, Dancing Queen is ABBA they definitely, d- They
1: definitely were disco for a yeah. while.
0: Yeah, there was a disco. They were bit. a bit, but they were a bit of everything because they were disco yeah. pop. Yeah, exactly. And there's a whole thing within the film about I Will Survive, which is very famously a queer disco anthem. What did you think about the role that the music played in this film?
1: I really didn't fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> and not because, not because of a lack of appreciation for disco. And I think the thing, you know, talking again about disco as a culture, it, as you say, lots of feet in queer culture, lots of feet in black culture. Mm-hmm. Really, really, the word inclusive is very clear there. And, this felt like one or two songs several times <laughs> yeah. that were like paddling in the pool of disco and yeah so it starts like the beginning of the film she's got a fucking glitter ball on her mum's grave <laughs> and like her mum's a disco dancer yeah. she's a disco dancer and she even at one point says like i'm just a disco dancer <laughs> And it's like, are Try you? you make
0: it in the big city.
1: <laughs> I'm not a disco expert. I know that might come like, a massive shock to people. <laughs> this is brand new information. I know. No, I, no. It's, it's time that I come clean. I'm not a disco expert. Oh, I can tell by the way you use your walk. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually fucking love the Bee Gees. What I do know of disco was not apparent in this film, except mm. for like two songs. Even the choreography that they were attempting to do didn't seem particularly disco-y. And then, yeah, and I don't know. There was just, it was just really wooden. There was one point, and this is, I know that this is, you know, podcasting famously visual medium, but there was this one point where her moves in this disco choreography are her standing with her hands above her head just kind of wiggling. <laughs> like she's doing her very best impression <laughs> of a bell Of sprout. a tree. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, If that's fucking disco, then I've been the best disco dancer that there ever was, ever. Like this, it made me feel like I had rhythm.
0: You're the greatest dancer.
1: I am. I wonder (laughs) why.
0: Yeah. But I think there was a a big focus, wasn't there, when they get to the club and Victor is teaching them these new routines and they're showing new disco and it's Tuve Lu and a load of other artists and it's like, but this is not... Again, what's the purpose here? Are you trying to move drag forward? In which case, what else are you doing behind, besides changing the music? Are you trying to comment on the rich history of drag? In which case, it goes far beyond I Will Survive. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't, it didn't serve the plot. It, it didn't, didn't do give, anything. It didn't give enough
1: of why disco. Yeah. It didn't give enough of why disco. No. And also why disco now I i you know again i'm look guys i'm 34 i spend most of my time in my house in like a very tidy quaint vintage um british city with my cat reading books and doing puzzles i don't go <laughs> out on the scene so i don't know what's cool but like is disco back no last i, I checked grunge was. was back that's all i'm saying like i don't fucking know I just, I was like, okay, 2021, that's two years ago. Was disco back in 2021? I don't think so. So yeah, the feeling about disco was that it was very strange. And I have another thing as relates to the whole disco topic and the general vibe of the film. So we've talked, you know, like, how does the music add to the film? I know that they're not always linked, but I often feel like music and visuals of a film should Compliment. Compliment and be friends. And this was the most fucking dour grey, (laughs) bloody Batman Begins palette.
0: (laughs) If Christopher Nolan did drag queens, is what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is like, this is drag queens for the Oscar Academy, is what this is.
0: (laughs) For your consideration.
1: But it's what it, but that is what it is. Oh, look, they centred, you know, an attractive young white cis woman They've talked about history without actually really going into anything. They've got token token queer characters and everything is a muted grey that makes you want to kill yourself. With one really
0: good costume. Which is the really good costume. The red one that she wears. Now the red one, that's interesting. It's interesting that you brought that up. So the, the the red costume is worn by Tommy who is this kind of Dame Edna-Reverage type older comedy queen for want of a better word. He's the owner of the club and his name is... Tommy Ladiva is his mm-hmm. drag name, I think they say. And he comes on to do I Will Survive. There's a whole kind of back and forth about why they won't let him do it, and then they let him do it. And the rest of the team are... They, they basically form the train of his dress, and then they break away as dancers. like, you don't know they're there, and then, oh, look, the dress comes to life. That is the trick of a very famous and popular drag queen called Nina West, who first used it years ago. It was then used by Sia and now it's used in this film and that was one thing i was like oh look an actual queer reference see Ten i assu- i
1: assumed that it was a reference because to be perfectly frank i didn't think that, that they had yeah but i really enjoyed it Um, (laughs) and yeah red's my color so i'd absolutely wear it and it was really fun and i was like this this is what i wanted from this film was i wanted priscilla i wanted yeah i I didn't want it to be all like madcap ha! -ha, aren't we great and we're all just here for your entertainment i wanted heart i wanted feeling i wanted found family but i want but it is portrayed as if it will be a visual spectacle because drag is a visual spectacle
0: Drag is, Drag is
1: an entertainment visual spectacle that is ostensibly, as I understand it, meant to be uplifting, positive, entertaining.
0: Also political, also... Political, yeah.
1: ch- not yeah, necessarily like, cheerful, but sarcastic, etc. And it was... thought Like, yeah. there was one scene and it was that, and the rest of it wasn't. And that's... I think that's why I feel let down. It's not because... I think that gay people are only here to entertain me and how dare there be a, a dour gay film. <laughs> but what I mean is, like, this oh, is yeah. a film about an art form that is ostensibly all of these things. Cheerful, uplifting, sarcastic, playful. Drag che- has a view. Yeah. and, and Whatever a look. that
0: view is. And there was no... It was the most sanitised drag.
1: What I wasn't into was... I'm just a poor, sad girl from the island.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Please give me an
1: Oscar for best foreign language film.
0: In fairness to her, in fairness, I'm going to say this. I think she was a very good performer. I think she was a very good actress. So you watched the dubbed version. I did. I watched it in Swedish with English subtitles. Show off. (laughs) Just a little brag. I mean, I did have the subtitles on, so it's not much of a brag. right, Duolingo. He's very proud of you. (laughs) My out is so pleased. (laughs) Uh, But my point is that, like, I do think that the, actually, Molly someone, I want to call her Nutbalm. It wasn't Nutbalm. It was Molly Nutley. I think it was Molly Nutley. Nutley, yeah. Um, Was very, very good. Oh, I I agree. She
1: don't think this was well done. I agree that she as an actor was very good. I agree that actually a lot of the, acting performances yeah. were very good they just had shit all to work with there yeah. was it wasn't it wasn't a strong script and it maybe it's maybe it's a fault of the editing maybe the script was excellent and maybe it was all glorious and it all made sense and someone cut 10 minutes and it made it miserable Yeah,
0: because that's what it felt yeah, like
1: but somewhere between the editing and the c- cinematography and pre- presumably the script it f- it fell flat and i I really struggle to believe in a lot of what I, th- not just my perception of what this film should be, but what it is purporting to show and r- reviews
0: allege that it shows. Yeah, and also it was it was just very the drag it did show was very reductive. It was other than the red dress, which was itself, mm-hmm. like you well, like you said, a reference. It was drag is very many things. Drag is not just dancing on a stage to disco drag is yeah there's so many types and if not every you're not going to get every single one in the film or whatever but you can't have a film that claims to be subversive and just show your dad's drag which is what this was
1: yeah i completely agree but but the thing is and i ask this sometimes when we watch films that we don't feel land is who is this for
0: (sighs) it's a great question I honestly don't know who this is for. Because it's not for the queer community. I mean, you have some amazing films about drag out there that, well, amazing drag films that both are and aren't about drag. Like, you've got Two Wong Fu, you've got Priscilla Queen of the Desert. But who do you think this is for? Because I've got no idea. I really don't know. Because
1: very often when I when we've watched shows like this where well no sorry very often where we've watched shows where we're not sure who it's for we've thought is it for people to share with their straight family or maybe on you know like not quite understanding family to give them an idea of of queer existence
0: yeah
1: this isn't that film no no it's it doesn't feel like a film for anyone questioning their identity it doesn't feel like a film for anyone wondering if they can follow their dreams it doesn't feel like a film for anyone living in an isolated community Mm -hmm. that's maybe the the best that i can give is that like if you are living in an isolated community there is a world out there for you that might accept you dylan Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is living on an island with her best Chem sebe and her sad dad and her sad grandma and her dead mum, and she's like there's no I mean, hope what? for me i'm gonna run my disco dance school and deliver vegetables and that's my life and <laughs> sebe live
0: with vegetables It was like momo has a name <laughs> more and, more. <laughs>
1: and then and sebe is like i don't want to work for my dad's Hotel. Hotel. I want to deliver vegetables with you for the rest of my life. Why?
0: I love breast pads. <laughs> love no,
1: breasts. he doesn't no, love he breast, doesn't breast pads. pads. He loves olives, he and, salad olives and salad dressing.
0: We should have known he was gay. That
1: <laughs> <laughs> moment. And then you've also got. I think you know. Vic, the, the only other person's backstories that we get are Victor and Tommy. Yeah. And Victor talks about you know he was he was lost and so he travelled and then he found this community, quote yeah. unquote. And Tommy is. Feeling washed up, feeling feeling depressed, having lost the love of his life, and and feeling old, and feeling old, and everything. Remember. And now, oh, actually, there is still hope for him, and there is still a way for him to be to move with the times, with quote unquote modern disco, while singing the same song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and then at the end of the film, or rather, you know, in the in the final thirty minutes, when uh, Dylan is revealed to be a girl because sebe comes to the drag club because he had to get away from his dad and he goes i've always wanted to try try it here and then now and oh my god it's you and dylan's like what do you mean you always want to try and he's like dylan i'm gay and then when he goes back when they all go back to the island he tells his parents that he's gay and then his mum's like yeah i've known for ages and his dad's like what the hell is going on and then he's making out with one of the other queens and then...
0: Yeah, suddenly one of the queens is his boyfriend. You're like, when did this happen? Yeah, like, it happened on the boat. On the boat. What happens on the boat
1: stays on the boat, apparently. So he then moves to the city and is... Well, the implication is he is then moving to the city and finding love and and isn't that great and he's not going to run the hotel or the vegetable shop because he has other ways to dream about his life doing... Something that we're supposed to care about because he's in it in three scenes.
0: Um, And he gives no indication of what he wants to do other than run the shop, so who the fuck Olives and salad dressing. Olives and salad dressing.
1: Honestly, I felt more connected to the fucking Italian restaurant guy who's actually... (laughs) Who's
0: Bulgarian. (laughs) Bulgarian, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so maybe that's the message. Like, maybe that's who it's for. But I really don't know who this film is for and that's why I think it's for Oscar Academy voters. Yeah. If a film is dour... Or, like, muted and sad and has no discernible audience but centres of white woman and, and sidelines queer community, it's probably for Oscar Academy.
0: Yeah. There's... Yeah, it's it feels like a it's supposed to be an indie darling. It feels like... There's a, a character in Bojo Horseman who's a gay female film director and she says something about, like, I don't make big films. I make small stories about lesbians who like recycling. And it feels like that. It feels like that kind of strange niche of I'd just like to watch a small story today but it doesn't say anything, it doesn't give you anything and it was just uh, I don't know, sad drag is there anything you did like about this film? Yeah, so I did I did like the Nina West dress reference. I thought mm-hmm. that was good. I liked that you know at the end when and I'm gonna I'm so sorry, I've completely forgotten the performer's name, but at the end when they are putting on their final performance they're like, oh my god, this drag queen is here and mm-hmm. that person turns up. That's a natural drag that's a okay, cool Swedish drag queen. Cool. So in the moments that there were like links to the wider drag community, when there were these references, these kind of like nudge nudge wink wink, bits I was like that's good that's what you want you want an in you want like a Mm. a point that is recognisable and I I did enjoy those and like I said I think some of the performances were fantastic I don't think I love the dancing I would not watch any of that dancing and be like I am blown away in fact a lot of it I was like I can do that I absolutely can't (laughs) you know when you're like yeah that's fine I can fucking do that and I think there are some characters there that I would really like to see more from Mm. Tommy being one the, oh, I can't remember, again, can't remember names, but the queen with the very short blonde hair. I, that's exactly who I, um, I feel the
1: same way I wanted. Yeah. Their character was the one that was alluded to having the most significant... richest
0: kind of, yeah.
1: ...backstory, and you thought was going to be the bitchy villain, frankly. Yeah, yeah. And was the most offended that they hadn't been told.
0: But then was also the most supportive. Yeah, end, and so. that would have been... Yeah.
1: That would have been a more interesting story.
0: Yeah. This had some great side characters.
1: And I do love a side character.
0: What did you think? Well, before I say
1: what, you know, what I actually liked, I I wonder whether, do you think that having those those moments, those glimmers of, oh, the, they do have knowledge here. They yeah. know what they're talking yeah. about. Did that make it worse that they weren't following through with it?
0: Yeah, I think it did because it was like, oh, so you can do it. Just so you not. can make this about a queer community, but you're just choosing not to. Mm-hmm. That's... No, because it's subversive. No, it's not. It's shit. What okay. <laughs> <laughs> you've done is made it a shit. Uh, so that's it for us, folks. <laughs> yeah, I I
1: also liked the side characters, and I also wanted more. I I kept thinking about maybe it was just a visual likeness or i don't have that many frames of reference but though i kept thinking about the full monty and Fishman's Fisherman, yes. friends which yeah. both have these musical theatrical whatever characters <laughs> yeah. who are lar- on the larger side male seem a bit rough not what you'd expect
0: middle-aged big white men.
1: yeah and how it gave me a lot of the feelings, like I think it gave me warmer feelings, yeah, than really the film justified. But I would have liked to have more, and I kept thinking how if this had been, and you know, I know the point was that we wanted to watch a film. If this had been a series, if this had been a yeah. anthology series mm. that followed each of their stories, I yeah. would have been very interested in that.
0: Yeah. But it would have warranted a bigger finale than we got. I think if we, they'd done that, because yeah, probably that final show. They were like, "Oh my god, it was amazing!" Was it? Mm. Everyone had a good time. And it's that's about the, the friends. It's thing. about
1: the friends you make along the way. And I really enjoyed the Italian restaurant. Victor's story was probably, arguably, the most boring in many ways. But even that would have made mm. a better film if you explored his his conflicting feelings about dance and loyalty and I'm listening.
0: Sorry, I'm just
1: and continuing. romance and Mulan vibes of I <laughs> fancy this person but they're a man but they're also a woman and I don't know which is which <laughs> and is that okay and maybe this is an exploration of does the gender even matter and all this sort of stuff all of that would have been interesting but yeah it just felt yeah there was stuff that I liked but I liked it for its potential kind of like looking at a slightly dilapidated house
0: a dilapidated. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking up the actor who plays Victor mm-hmm. because the more we talk about him, the more I'm like, I'm sure I've seen him in something else, and I just couldn't couldn't remember what. Robert Fox. That's the the drag queen. Does, <laughs> does he fucks? He does. Known for Triangle of Sadness. Okay, maybe I don't know from anything. There. Triangle <laughs> of Sadness. That's what I call my vagina.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well well i mean i feel like that's that's the closer is it not
0: oh and on that bombshell um, yeah yeah
1: so we've 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 been talking for for a fair bit but i don't we've drunk a bottle of wine i don't feel the need for a break and i've kind of exhausted everything i can say about this film yeah so you guys get a slightly shorter welcome back episode yeah. but don't worry because in a couple of weeks we're gonna be seeing the barbie movie we're gonna be seeing the barbie movie and we're gonna go hum. and we may even have an alex back for that one Yay! babies and life permitting yeah let's start with the wine sure why not because neither of them are going to be good so (laughs) what did you think of the dry rose wine Uh, pinot noir rose off of lidl
0: it was like the you know when you get an ice cream the wafer in the top of the ice cream that doesn't taste of anything and it's just there to add something this was wafer ice cream wine i'd rather have the wafer weird i think pink wafer absolutely Mm. boring Mm. ice cream wafer no i like boring ice cream wafer okay but yeah but you eat crackers for fun I do. So white. I do do that. (laughs) But yes, no, this was absolutely nothing rosé to me. I couldn't even tell you what it tasted like. Pink. Feet. Whose feet are you eating?
1: I don't know. It just, it tasted a bit off in a, in a not like the wine is spoiled way. It just didn't, it just didn't really taste like wine. It tasted like maybe wine that's been sat out for a bit. So I don't buy little wine very often, but I do on the occasion I know a couple of good ones and I've been on the hunt for a good little rosé this isn't
0: it this is not it no
1: this isn't it did I think that it paired well with the film yeah could have done more could have done more could have been better had potential failed could have tried
0: harder could have been pinker could have been pinker could have been gayer could have been gayer yeah could have been fizzy I feel like it would be worse if it was fizzy I feel like the fizzy would distract from the flavour, so it would <laughs> be okay. Yeah. When in doubt, fizz.
1: So I'm gonna give this like two. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you.
1: Yeah. It was.
0: Yeah. So so nothingy.
1: Yeah, pretty nothingy. And what about the film?
0: Same. Possibly Same. less. Actually, no. Nah, um, because the performances were good. Because the actors were good. too plot and for what it's set out to do get in the fucking bin so yeah two
1: yeah plot cinematography editing shite actors all excellent i may they go on to do better things but i do want to live
0: on a swedish island and deliver vegetables excellent you do that cool see you later
1: <laughs> i'll go work for the italian restaurant for the polish guy polish no bulgarian. The, no
0: the cleaner lady was polish
1: cleaner yeah. lady was polish yeah was polish. i'll go work in the italian restaurant with the bulgarian guy who's pretending to be italian and decides to sing bella Notte. Ah,
0: yeah that was great this that. is the night yeah beautiful, beautiful night. and
1: yeah. yeah i think that's us done not a not a resoundingly peppy return no to and, recording and
0: for pride month in the uk at least we were hoping to have something again a bit a bit more queer but this was this was wine girl does queer mm. kind of we try we try to
1: show you the good the bad and the ugly warts and all can't even see my head.
0: Hey. Uh, and on that note and on that note and on that note so thanks for listening we'll be back in two weeks time to do a brand new episode for you hopefully it's a bit more upbeat in the meantime if you want to follow us on social media we're on Instagram at Great Culture Podcast we're on Twitter at Great Culture Pod we have a website that I haven't updated in about six months but you can check it out at greatculturepodcast.co.uk thanks for listening and we'll see you next time
1: bye bye